welcome back to the UEA Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Rich. I'm one of the wellbeing trainers here at UEA, and I'm joined, as always, by Rach. Rach, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you, Rich. How are you? Yes, I'm doing all right. I'm enjoying this lovely weather uh, and looking forward to getting back into things at the start of the year. Uh, and today we're also joined, joined again by Jock. Uh, Jock, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you very much. I'm on holiday at the minute, but I'm coming in to speak to you guys because it's such a nice time on the podcast. <laughs> so committed. Um, no, I love it. Thank you. Um, uh, do you want to just give a brief introduction to yourself uh, and what your role is here as well? Yeah, so um, I'm one of the heads of wellbeing here. I look after access and kind of the engagement stuff that goes on within UEA. And I've been here about EBA. I'm coming up to my fifth year. Um, so I'm starting to get a handle on it. I'm starting to get an understanding of what happens in this place. Yeah, nice. Just, you know, feet feet firmly under the table. Just about know what's just, going just on about, by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> nice. No, brilliant. And I'm sure we'll dig in a little bit more in terms of what that means and the team you work in a little bit um, later on. So this month, our theme is welcome to your well-being. So a big focus for us at this time of the year is raising awareness of the well-being support available at UEA. Looking after your well-being is important during your studies and your time at university. And there's lots of support available through student services to help you do that throughout your time at UEA. Uh, so Jock is hopefully going to help us break down what support we offer and how you can access it as simply as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but before we do that, um, how we like to start all our podcast episodes is our It's the Little Things section. So, um, Jock, after a little thing, a little win um, in the last few days uh, where something's gone well for you. Um, I, do you know what? Up until today, I would have said staying away from my work emails and giving myself a proper holiday. Um, I'm usually really bad at that. Um, like, yeah, of course, I'll do a podcast on my uh, on my holiday day and a meeting that I've got later on. But I made sure that the last couple of days, the last days of the summer that we're recording this, stayed away from everything, turned off lots of devices, and that's a huge achievement for me. So I'm, I'm feeling proud and I'm celebrating by coming back to work a day early. Well, we appreciate it. Um, but also, well done, because although it is a on paper it's quite a small thing isn't it um putting in those boundaries but actually the difference it does make uh, makes that time off um a lot more meaningful too so thanks for sharing yeah no worries oh right well let's let's uh let's get into it then so jock can you this is a big question i know uh but can you give us a bit of an overview i suppose of um the support that's available to students at uea and maybe maybe starting with a brief kind of breakdown of, of the different teams within yeah. student services and what each of them do? Sure. So um, I think we're really lucky at UBA. We've got a really good wide ranging wellbeing service here that's made up of lots of different people, lots of different teams. Um, and I've worked, I've worked in kind of wellbeing services, I guess, nearly 25 years, nearly 25 years. Um, and this is genuinely one of the best departments and teams that I've worked with. Um, people care deeply about the people that they get to work with. Um, and they really want to be a part of that student success journey. Um, so actually, one of the first things I want to say is come and chat to us because every single member of the team desperately cares and wants to make a difference for you. Um, <clears throat> in terms of 
our department itself and lots of different teams that we've got. The way that we think about it is we divide it up into kind of three different steps. That first step is when maybe it's the first time that you're struggling with your well-being or you're kind of suffering from maybe that feeling of anxiety that sits with you maybe a bit longer than you've normally had in the past. Or again, maybe you've been feeling low and that's been going on for a number, number of weeks. <clears throat> we have a team uh, that we can refer to as the embedded team. So they sit within your faculty and they are there to kind of give you the initial support right at the very beginning, give you some suggestions, give you some tips, some ideas about what you can do to improve your well-being. Uh, one of which I'm sure is listen to the podcast and get some of the tips that you guys have looked at or, or topics that you guys have explored because that can be really good it can be really lovely to hear what other people have been through and it can be really reassuring to hear someone else's experience of something similar that they've been through so that's our step one that's our that's our kind of first base then uh, alongside that we have our well-being advisors that we kind of think about as step two uh, and their role again is to kind of work with you perhaps things have gone on for a bit longer or some things that you might already be in conversation with your GP about and you want to understand how to put that into practice when you arrive at university. So that's our wellbeing advisors. They do a whole range of stuff that's connected to that. Alongside them, we have a therapies team. Um, now, our therapies team do a thing called one-at-a-time therapy. Uh, I'm sure they've come on the podcast and, and talked about that a little bit, but just to kind of sum that up, the idea behind that, it's therapy when you need it. Um, and it's really, for an education establishment, it's really successful. It means that as a student, if you're asking for support, we can get it to you at the time that you need it. You go meet with the therapist, you, you talk about what's going on for you, you talk about the most pressing concern that you've got in that moment. And you walk away with some tips and you walk away with some ideas about how you can uh, try and make a difference in what's going on in your life. And then if you need a further appointment, you can ask for that for a couple of weeks. So what some people do actually is they have an appointment maybe early on in their university career. And they don't come back for a while, but maybe a few months later, they need a bit of a top up. They need a bit more suggestions about what to do next. They come and access the therapy team again. Um, so that's that's kind of our step two. And then finally, we've got what we call the step three team, which is our senior team. And they're there for when things go really badly wrong. Um, so with a community as big as ours at EBA, there's always going to be times for a few people where actually things get really out of control for them. Um, and it's really good to know that there's a team at the EBA that understands that, that has a deep understanding of mental health and can give those people the support. And what they're really, really good at is helping those students that might struggle long term with a mental health condition get through their degree and that can be a that can be a huge thing because that can be life-changing for people that have long-term conditions um it can be really supportive and that's what we're there to do sometimes it's about having a discussion about what's best for them making a choice if university is right for them right now but even within that we've got options like taking a break for a while or kind of redoing a year all of those different things that's what that team is there for um, and then finally, the, the other team that uh, I didn't mention is our disability team. So we talked a lot about well-being connected to that is our disability team that work with anybody who's got kind of long term disabilities or even a temporary disability. So if you break your arm on the way into an exam one day, 
to the disability team that are going to give you a bit of support, work out how you can take that exam or work out some other arrangements for you. Um, they're also there to help you through different things. So if you're if you have autism or you have ADHD and you're thinking about um, how that combines with university, some of the things that you need to put in place for yourself, maybe you want some tips. Um, they're a great team to go and have a chat to. Uh, and discuss about what's going on for you. So there's a load of teams within wellbeing, within student services. It can get a little bit confusing about where to go sometimes, um, but we're here to make that decision for you. You don't have to pick who the best people to go to are. Um, I've also neglected one other really important team in this. Uh, you're both looking at me that I'm sure other people can see, which is our wellbeing training team. Who are superb at going out uh, and doing lots of different sessions with people and I would thoroughly recommend it uh, to anyone listening go and see them in person <laughs> you've you've saved yourself there because I was about to pull you <laughs> up on that when you said one final team and then we weren't getting a mention I was a bit worried but um a, a really nice overview I think actually of of kind of the teams within the team if you like and and kind of how each of them briefly work I think you're right what you said at the end there like it does get very complicated, doesn't it? Like, you know, like you said, you've been here for five years, we've both been here for two years. And even so, there's still kind of bits to get your head around or it can take a long time to kind of understand that. And I think, like you said, the key message is as a student, you don't need to know all that. You don't need to know that off by heart. I think it's just important to know that there is support across those three levels, whatever you might be going for um and the support available to support you you know with with any area of your well-being um that can help and and simply getting in touch with with us at all i guess uh opens the door to, to accessing all of that as opposed yeah. to going oh i think i need to speak to this team i think i need to it's just about going i think i need a little bit of help isn't it yeah 100 percent. so speaking of that and uh, how we can simplify it and make it easy for people to reach out and get that support. Um, how does a student reach out for support? How do they get in contact? How do they access our teams? At UBA, for your wellbeing, we've tried to keep it really, really simple. So the easiest way to get in touch with us, we have an online referral form, and I think Rich will talk through the links at the end um, for how to get in touch with us. We're going to ask a bunch of questions on that online referral. That helps us determine what the best source of help we can provide you is. Um, one of the things that I think I've learned over the years is that when people struggle with wellbeing services, it's often because they've got to go and tell their story again and again. Um, and it's really important to me that we don't waste a student's time getting them to repeat what they've been through again and again. If they're approaching the wellbeing service, they should be telling us once what they need and we should be helping them find the right team for them. Um, so the online referral form itself uh, will run through some kind of simple questions about you, kind of your background, what's what you're studying, etc. But then it'll ask you a few more deeper questions about why you might need help, how it's affecting you, how it's affecting your studies, and what you believe you need to do next. Um, now, for some people, that's easy, and we get loads of really great information. Um, and on the whole, the online referral form is a really big success. We have thousands of people applying through it every year. However, there are still going to be some people that when they're hit by those questions, freeze up and don't know what to do. Um, in that case, the other way of getting in contact with us is by emailing your embedded team. 
and again we'll put we'll put some links up at the end so i'm not kind of reading them all out but our embedded team sits within your faculty and you've got a few named members of staff within the wellbeing team that will look at that email and reach out to you and literally all you need to do is go i think i need some wellbeing support and we will contact you within a couple of days and we'll have a discussion about how best to support you and we know for some students writing it down is going to be near impossible so we'll arrange a meeting we'll have a chat we'll work out what's best for you at that point and that means we can ask those questions in person we can help you explore what that is you don't feel like you need to get that form right however for the most part that form that you fill in we get back to you really quickly usually within kind of 48 working hours of, of you submitting it um, and you've got an idea about what appointment you can go to and what sort of help you can get. So that's that, those are the two steps that are easily the, the best way of getting in contact with the service. Brilliant. So that's sort of takeaway for, for anyone listening. If they don't sort of take anything else away is online referral form, isn't it? On the portal. And that yeah. is sort of when in doubt, fill that in, putting in as much information as they feel, I guess, comfortable to share um, yeah. and thinking about what they feel able to share and considering what support they would like from us and then um we're doing the rest of that work for people hopefully and hopefully taking that that stress away from and, and lowering that overwhelm so it's just always nice to know how simple that is and i should also say that the online referral form is confidential to student services so when you fill that in no people from your academic side of life are going to ever get to see that information that sits within the team we're the only people that look at it, we're the only people that make those decisions. And it's important to say that because actually some people feel their information is going to be passed on. Some people feel that we'll make judgments about whether they should be able to continue with their university course. Um, it's only situations where we believe that there's danger to you or others that we might be in a position of having to pass that on. 90% of the time, we're going to talk to you about that anyway. We're going to explore that with you. We're going to tell you how that works. So those are so rare that I can think of only a couple of examples across my time here where we've had to do that for someone. Um, everything else remains confidential. We'll give you forms to fill in so you really understand it as well. Um, and hopefully that allows you to say whatever you need to say to us. I guess once uh, someone has reached out for support, so let's say I've, I've filled in the online referral form, I've talked about how I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing at the moment, what should I expect next and what are maybe the kind of next steps from there uh i mean honestly you're probably going to feel a bit anxious uh, i think when you submit a form telling people some really personal stuff you, of course you're going to experience that you might all also experience a bit of relief really good as humans of putting off dealing with our own well-being so maybe you've got to the point where you've finally filled in that form and you go oh, i've done it I've done it and it wasn't wasn't that hard and I can, I can sit back and I can be really proud of myself maybe um, or I can try and accept that for this hour I've done something really good and I'm trying to live with that. Um, however what they get from us um, and I can describe the journey of that they're filling in that online referral form. Uh, one of my team will go through that every single day so usually what happens is we get together in the morning um, a few people go through all the referrals that we've had in from the day before and we make a decision about right, where's that person going to be best supported by. Most of the time that'll end up in an appointment. 
So for a student listening in, probably what they can expect is an email going, we've set you up an appointment with, and you'll get the name of the advisor, you'll get the team that you're being referred to as well. And again, remember, it doesn't really matter about the team that you're going to go and see. Know that given the information you've told us, we've put you in with the best person that we can. Um, and you can take time out of uh, subjects to come along to that appointment. And we do appointments in person, we do appointments on the phone, we do appointments on Teams. You can ask for a particular one when you're filling out that online referral form. So that's normally the next thing that happens. Um, occasionally what might happen is you might have asked or you might have put across several different things that are going on for you. Um, and that might mean we need to give you to a couple of different teams. So along with the appointment emails, you might also get an email explaining what we've done. Um, so sometimes a really common thing that people might experience is uh, they're struggling with feelings of anxiety that have gone on for too long. They might be a bit homesick. That's a really common thing for people arriving at university the first time. I would say everybody feels that. For some people, that goes on for a long time. Alongside that might be some kind of money concern as well. So what we might want to do is set you up an appointment with a wellbeing advisor, but also refer you into uh, our finance team. So you'll get two separate appointments, but we'll send you an email explaining that. Cool. Perfect. Thank you for explaining that, Jock. And I think that's it. You know, we've obviously focused on the the wellbeing team within student services, but I guess also, you know, like you said, the finance team that sits within student life. Or also it might be putting someone in touch with the learning enhancement team as well. So kind of the other two arms of student services as well it can very much be working across those can't it yeah absolutely and and there are loads of things that affect our well-being um that perhaps the well-being team aren't in control of so we will find those teams for you um and we will pass you along to them either we'll ask your permission to pass on those details or if you've given that to us already we can pass you to those teams to inform you about how to get in contact with them so the best way is if you're unsure and it's affecting your well-being Let's know. Ask the question of us and we'll do some of that legwork for you. That, that's it, isn't it? Like, I really think that is the key message. And, you know, our well-being is affected by so many different parts of our life that whatever it is, if it's something that's affecting you on a day to day basis, ask the question, say, I think I need a little bit of help and, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to go back to something uh, that we kind of brought up a little bit earlier on about this idea that there is support for students at all sort of different levels of need, which I think is amazing. But I would say one of the most common things that we kind of hear when we start to talk about wellbeing support is someone sort of saying, oh, it's not that bad or someone's got it worse than me. And that can sometimes be a bit of a barrier to someone reaching out for support. And um, what would you kind of say in response to that? Um, I would say it's probably the most common thing that any of the advisors that works for the service here. Like, it's almost like an introduction. You say who you are and what your role is, and you say, who are you and why are you here? And and as a student, you might go, oh, I'm Jock, and I'm, I'm no, actually, I don't know why I'm here. There are people that have had it much worse. It's such a, such a common thing. People feel guilt about using wellbeing services because of course they've heard about people that have had it rougher, or they've, they, of course they've heard about things, but that should never diminish what we should be able to offer you. Um, anybody that goes through stuff, um, especially at university, especially at a time when actually the goal of coming here is to try and improve your life chances. 
is trying to get qualifications and go and start this this new life that education can lead to um and that's that's hard on its own uh, and then for most students you're probably moving to a city that you didn't know anything about um norfolk's on its you know is it is a weird old county it's on its own on the side it's not connected to motorways it can feel lonely um and so you throw that in you throw in you're now possibly managing money and trying to cook for yourself at the right time you've got loads of distractions going on all of those things compete and then if you're struggling somewhere within that with your own mental health even by a small amount um can be really 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 worthwhile to come and speak to us because we can give you a few tips we can point out some real real simple things that you can do for yourself that make a huge difference um you know we speak to students that that range from those that do nothing but study and feel really panicked if they've got a few hours and they're not studying they feel guilty about taking a night off um and that can feel really overwhelming but having someone that you can come along and you can chat to that reassures you that taking a break is as good as studying for an extra couple of hours, gives the brain a bit of time to process. All those things that you're trying to cram in, it gives you that space that allows you to do that. Your body physically takes a break at that point and your mind does and you can sort things out. Um, there might be other students that actually have turned up to university, had the best few weeks of their life, um, been going out, getting to know all their flatmates, having all the part, and then the reality of work starts to kick in. The reality of, oh, I've got all these things that I've suddenly got to hand in on these dates. And it's not like A levels. Suddenly I'm having to produce work where I'm doing perhaps referencing that I don't know about previously, or I feel the pressure. And I'm I'm a lot on a course with everyone that's really clever alongside what I'm doing. And you don't know what to do with that. You feel this anxiety that sits within you. Um, again, that's when there's little tips that we can do. And then we've got a flip side of that as well. We've got perhaps the students that hold on to it for a really long time and, and don't come and see us. Um, and then they feel guilty about, oh, maybe I should have told you months beforehand that I'm a, a bit of a mess. Maybe they've got to the page of the online referral form plenty of times before but never completed it and somehow they managed to get a few words in and hit the send button um they really panic when they come to see us about that and that and that almost acts as a barrier uh, and it's really important to underline doesn't matter when you contact us simply by reaching out we can put support in um and i'm not just saying that from a kind of promoting a service point of view I'm talking about the students that I've seen use this and go away feeling better. Suddenly there's solutions, suddenly there's ideas about how they can improve stuff going on. Um, we won't get annoyed that you're coming to use us too early. We won't get annoyed that you're coming to use us too late. Thanks, Jock. That's a nice, nice line to finish on then. Uh, <laughs> really, like, really <laughs> underlines the point then. I love it. Um, and I mean, the bottom line is if it's impacting you day to day in any way, um, yeah. it's 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 worth reaching out for support because I was thinking when you were talking then like what is too early like how do we how do we even quantify that I mean especially when we're talking about um, making a judgment on our own life and our own mental health it's so difficult to get that perspective so actually reaching out can really help to get that perspective yeah. to kind of really unpick 
what's going on rather than having that conversation in, in your own head which is probably never going to lead to a very good place it's just saying well actually this is impacting me day to day as you said reaching out and and a lot of our work um as you talked about at the beginning and that step one is that early intervention so actually when we can reach out earlier that's going to be better where possible because we're going to be able to put those techniques in place that are going to help us but obviously as you said at the same time if we are waiting to halfway through third year um before we reach out that's also not too late as well because we can only you know react and respond in how we're feeling in that moment right so we might not have felt ready until that moment and that's okay yeah absolutely and i think it's there's also the feeling that goes along with that when you when you reach out for the first time and you're learning about your own self and your own well-being that's a skill you can take forward in life that leads us nicely into the last sort of section um of this recording so we've got a new a new section called wise words to my younger self over time we might come up with something a little catchier but it's growing on me uh <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a new section so um we're asking guests to kind of just think about a piece of advice or just some wise words guidance thinking about reaching out for in this case reaching out for support what would you have said to yourself when you started university um regarding reaching out for support years and years and years ago i came to the uba and i dropped out because of my mental health um i think the service is nothing compared like where we are now with the service i don't think really existed when i came to the uba that's how long ago it was um but what i didn't do is prep myself that i might struggle in any sort of way i didn't consider it even a possibility that that would be a thing um so when it did happen and it did impact me, didn't know where to go. I had no idea and I didn't feel confident enough to go and ask anybody. Um, so if I've got some advice for my younger self, it would be uh, go and find out about those services, not only for myself, but for friends that might be going through it. Um, so that's probably the advice that I should have listened to years ago. Thank you. Yeah, really nice, Jock. I think, you know, like you said, if you've if you've not experienced like formally reaching out for support, like when you're, I don't know, maybe when you're in school, when you're in college, whatever you might have been doing before university, it might be normal to think like, you know, either, you know, why why would things go wrong? Or, you know, you might have that really good support network at home where it's like, actually, when things go wrong, I've got this person to speak to, I've got this person to speak to, and actually all of a sudden that 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 support's not quite so close anymore or whatever it might be but you know I think at the end of the day we all we all experience times when we need more support and we're able to give to ourselves right so it's just about preparing ourselves for those moments 100% brilliant well thank you Jock um really really insightful really useful chat as always so thank you uh for joining us um just before we finish uh, I want to encourage people, please check us out on social media. You can find us on Instagram at UEA Student Services. Over the next few weeks, we'll have introductions to each of the team in student services, as well as more information about what's coming up over the rest of this semester. Um, we've also put together a welcome to your wellbeing resource with more details about all the support that we've discussed today and you can find the link for that in the description of this episode along with the link to the online referral form and our embedded team email addresses so make sure to familiarize yourself with with all of those 
Finally, and most importantly, you know, just like we've spoken about today, remember that you do not need to manage alone and that there are people here to support you. So follow the link to the online referral form um, to find out about how to access support from the wonderful UEA Student Services. Um, so thanks, guys. Thanks, Chuck, for joining us. Uh, thanks, and join us next month for our theme of how to support a friend. And in the meantime, you can look out for a special bonus episode that Rach has recorded, uh, which will be coming out in the next few weeks. See you all soon.